Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. We are talking education matters today, and we are particularly talking about athletics matters today with Mark Wilson, the director of intercollegiate athletics at Tennessee Tech University. Mark, great to have you back on the program. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. Happy to be with you this morning. Well, it's it's exciting to uh, to be able to talk about tech athletics and about athletics in general. Uh, some folks may not have met you or may not know you. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your background and how you got to be athletics director at Tech? Well, I'm so, I'm so fortunate. Uh, my uh, my time in higher education and uh, athletics started right out of uh, undergraduate school. I did an internship at Northwestern University, uh, then knew I, I set my career path in on being a director of athletics and uh, went back to get my master's at the University of Massachusetts. Was hired right out of grad school at, uh, at UMass as our director of athletic marketing, and we were highly successful at the time. Uh, John Calipari was our head basketball coach, and we were highly successful in, in basketball and other sport programs, and uh, that uh, led me to go to Ohio University, where I started as an assistant athletic director and progressed to senior a- associate athletic director until uh, some crazy president by the name of Bob Bell uh, hired Mark Wilson to be the director of athletics at Tennessee Tech, and that was in 2004, and I'm so blessed and so fortunate that I still have the opportunity to serve our Tennessee Tech athletics and our alumni for the entire university and the uh, the community of Cookville and the entire Upper Cumberland and uh, as the director of athletics at Tennessee Tech. And I remember that day well, and and it uh, it was a, a high day in in the, the the time of athletics at Tennessee Tech University. So, And it, I was excited that day, and I'm as, as excited today as I was then, and we still have a lot of great work in front of us and uh, good student-athletes and coaches and staff that, uh, that work very hard to uh, – you know, provide opportunities for young men and young women to get an education and play sports while doing that at Tennessee Tech. And that's what makes it fun is to see those young folks that then uh, then go on to do do other great things. Let's talk about some current events. Athletics is uh, in an exciting time right now. Uh, at Tech, uh, you're in the middle of a ramp up to some some major construction to support the football program. Tell us about the operations center and about the stadium. Yeah, it is very exciting. So we are officially in design of uh, the West Stadium, uh, which is planned to be a complete teardown of West Stadium and a, and a rebuild. Uh, the The plan, if we stay on track, the plan will be that we'll tear down and. Uh, uh, late November, early December of 2023. That, so that that will really enhance the fan experience and those fans that come to enjoy games at Tennessee Tech's Tucker Stadium. Uh, it's not just about going to the game now. It's about going for the total entertainment package. So we'll be able to offer so much more in terms of seating options. We will offer suites, uh, low seats, club seats, uh, chairback seating, uh, and then regular bleacher seating as well. So it'll it'll really be an enhanced for what the fans want, and we'll have different price points for what the fans uh, you know want to want to pay for. Uh, I think we'll see enhanced concessions as uh, as as part of that. And uh, we're we are really really excited about how that will propel you know the fan experience for uh, for for Tennessee Tech athletics and uh, and certainly uh, Golden Eagle football. The, the football operations center. We're uh, just under eight million dollars towards our fundraising goal of fifteen million dollars. Uh, so that is going extremely well. Uh, that is uh, completely privately funded. So we don't have a time frame on when that'll happen. Uh, we needed it yesterday. Uh, probably needed it ten years ago, maybe yep. even twenty twenty five years ago. 
but uh, we are working towards that, and uh, we're very excited and appreciate all the uh, the donors that have stepped forward and and made commitments to help us build that building for uh, you know for Tennessee Tech athletics. And that we call it the football operations center, but that'll all it really impact all fifteen of our varsity sport programs. It'll have our primary athletic equipment room, but it'll also have our entire uh, sports medicine center which all of our student-athletes will go for their their treatment and rehabilitation needs. So uh, we're really excited about the, what, what that'll do and how that'll change your experience for those young men and young women. And then, of course, it'll give our football coaches, uh, uh, provide our football student-athletes a great experience, make our football coaches more efficient working with our student-athletes, and ha- certainly help us recruit uh, the very best student-athletes yeah, to Tennessee it, Tech. Yeah, it will be a recruiting advantage, won't it, when, for both the stadium and the ops center? Uh, but both of those show a high level of commitment to to football football we are in the south and as everybody here knows football is extremely important uh, it doesn't matter whether you're uh, you know uh, you know 100 miles uh, east of here in Knoxville or you're here in Cookville uh, football is important and it's it's part of the fabric of uh, of institutions of higher education in the south and uh, we're excited to be a larger player in that and we do think it'll really help recruiting because it's going to show that commitment help show the student athletes and the fans how committed that we are uh, to building a winning program well and uh, it, we're in football season right now uh, what's your assessment of the of the golden eagles and their their team this year we have a great group of young men that are working really, really hard. We have a great group of coaches led by alum uh, Dwayne Alexander. Our program is significantly improved uh, over the 2021 season. Unfortunately, right now, we're not seeing that in the win column, and we know that's what our fans expect. Okay, That's what our alumni and fans expect, and we're working to get there. Um, after the Southeast Missouri game, uh, the NCAA updates some of their metrics, and we currently have the second uh, toughest schedule and all of uh, FCS football. Unfortunately, the Golden Eagles, you know, we're, we're quite not, not quite up to that task to have that tough a schedule yet. But the teams that we're playing, they're they're very good. We've uh, played, uh, you know, leading up to the, uh, the the CMO game, we've played three straight top twenty-five opponents and Samford. UT Martin and Southeast Missouri. We've been all of those games, opportunities to win all three of they those games. Well in those games. We played well. We just have not gotten the win. Uh, oh. But I am really optimistic uh, with the young men that we have. Uh, we have good leadership on the team. We have young men that come from winning programs that want to win. And we have a coaching staff that, uh, that, that, that really wants to win and that uh, they have the knowledge of the game. They're putting the student-athletes in good position. You know, we've got to execute that and, and, learn, and move that from playing well to an actual victory. And um, I'm, I really think down the stretch of the season that uh, we'll get some wins. It'll give us some momentum going into the offseason. And tell our audience about the money game. There's, there's a money game each year, at least one for a lot of colleges of, of tech size. The, sometimes those games look like, the team just faces overwhelming odds, and yet the students, student athletes, look forward to those games. Don't they, they? They love those games. This year, we uh, we opened the season at the University of Kansas, and uh, um, Melanie, my my beautiful wife, she always jokes that because uh, uh, we schedule those games like five, five seven, years, six years in, in, advance. in advance. Yes, and it always seems like that those teams are really good on those years. And Melanie said, "You need to start putting a pre- premium on the guarantee because." 
if you schedule Tennessee Tech, it seems like you're bound that you're going to be good. <laughs> um, uh, just just my luck in scheduling for uh, for the coaches and student athletes, I guess. But we did open up at Kansas, and uh, it was a tough loss. We actually played better than what the score indicated, and uh, I think they scored 56 points on us. But you know, then Kansas went off. They they rolled off, beat us, and rolled off four more, and hosted College Game Day, and had a really close, tough loss to uh, Texas Christian. Uh, um, and, and got themselves into the top 25. So at some point in time, uh, all f- you know, four of our uh, of our losses were to all to top 25 programs at their wow. respective level, uh, FBS and FCS. Uh, so the only uh, you know non top 25 team that we played was uh, Texas A&M Commerce, and we were able to win that game. So it's just the way it is, and uh, and part of uh, you know the fabric of intercollegiate athletics is highly competitive. Everybody is looking for an edge to win in every sport. Um, so, uh, you know, we just have to wait and see what's, uh, what happens down the stretch. A lot of the, uh, fall sports are doing uh, really, really well. Uh, soccer is currently in first place in the, uh, Ohio Valley conference. Uh, they have three matches remaining, uh, uh, throughout the rest of the season and the regular season. And if they win those three, then they'll, uh, earn the Ohio Valley conference, a regular season championship. We're the only program right now that controls our own destiny. So if we can just win three, then, uh, we control our own destiny. So that's exciting. Men's golf. Uh, they won the tournament at uh, uh, down in Georgia and played a really great tournament. And uh, Jackson Skeen was the medalist in the, in that tournament. And uh, so uh, lots of lots of great things going on. And then just folks, if uh, I know mo- lots of people, they do not follow cross country. Uh, but Tennessee Tech is honored uh, that we host the Ohio Valley Conference cross country championships. On uh, Sunday, October 29th, and uh, those championships will be at the Putnam County uh, Sports Complex, uh, located on the Whitaker Springs Road, where where everybody goes and plays youth soccer. Yes. So we'll be hosting it there. The women's race will begin at 10 o'clock. The men's race will be at 11 o'clock, an award ceremony at noon. It, it is a great place to watch cross country. Uh, so if you've not ever seen a cross country meet, I encourage you to come out because it's uh, it's very spectator friendly, where you get to see the runners two or three times. It's just not one time and and uh, you know, come cheer on the Golden Eagles, and it'll be highly competitive. There's there's uh, three or four programs on each, both the men's and the women's side that are regionally ranked in their respective region uh, in the Ohio Valley Conference. So it should be a great race, and and uh, we're honored to host that. And hopefully, the Golden Eagle uh, soccer team can uh, win the regular season, and then we'll be hosting that championship as well. So it'd be great to welcome people to uh, to to Cookville and. Uh, drive people into our hotels and restaurants and do some of the uh, economic development things that we do by by hosting events and having teams come and having fans come and cheer them on. Yeah, I think folks uh, underestimate sometimes the impact of intercollegiate athletics on economic development it brings a lot of folks it does i know that uh you know we we see that in in hotels here but i know uh, when we were at uh, uh um, cape Girardeau, missouri for the uh, contest against southeast missouri um at breakfast on saturday morning um eastern illinois women's volleyball team was staying there our football team was staying there you had Tennessee Tech you know, football parents and fans staying at that hotel. Um, Eastern Illinois volleyball parents and fans staying at that hotel. You had Southeast Missouri football fans and parents staying at that hotel. You had Southeast Missouri volleyball fans and parents staying at that hotel. And you think that they're all they're putting gas in their car, they're eating in the restaurants, they're staying in hotels. Um, that is a huge economic impact for the communities of that uh, that host athletics like we do at uh, at Tennessee Tech. And you know, like for our games this year, attendance has been really good and. 
Uh, football attendances were really good. We currently uh, uh, behind Tennessee State, which has the classics and has huge attendance. Uh, uh, we lead the OVC in attendance. We've averaged 8,300 fans over our first two uh, home games, and, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll see what we do here down the stretch with three home games remaining. Well, that's great, and we want to encourage folks to come out to all of those games, whether it's football or cross-country tournament or, or whatever. This is Local Matters. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally-owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters or even overseas it doesn't take any extra effort to shop local office mart on south jefferson and cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store for over 35 years they've been proud to serve businesses in the upper cumberland with quality and value you get real customer service too and unlike shopping online you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom and when it's delivered it's not a box on your step they're glad to install and sell Set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardy's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Mark Wilson, the athletics director at Tennessee Tech University. Mark, we were talking about some of the great uh, programs and, and some of their fall activities. But let's talk a little more broadly about intercollegiate athletics. Athletics. You've served on boards and committees at the NCAA for many, many years. Uh, you've worked with the Leadership Council. You've worked with the Football Committee. Tell us about that work and, and about your role and about some of the issues that are facing intercollegiate athletics. Well, everybody, when they talk about the NCAA, they talk about an organization in Indianapolis. And it's almost like it's, uh, you know, it's run by these fictitious people in Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, but really, what folks, what I want you to kind of learn from me today and hear from me today is that we are the NCAA. It's a member-driven uh, institution and, and you and President Oldham are both on. on we both are. I'm not currently serving activities. on anything at the present time, yep. but I have in the but past. Have. But but Dr. Oldham currently serves on the D1 board. Uh, Commissioner Commissioner Beth the Bush of the Ohio Valley Conference has recently been named one of nine members of the NCAA Board of Governors. So that oversees all of Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. Part of her charge is to hire a new president of the NCA. But the decisions that are made that then are, are handed down that you read about, those are made by presidents of you know universities and colleges uh, throughout um, America. Um, it's made by athletic directors. It's made by athletic administrators. It's been practitioners in the field. Um, those are the ones that are making the decisions. So oftentimes we say, well, the NCAA. Well. We, meaning we all big. of us, all of us. I yes. mean, I mean, there are what four hundred and something Division One institutions now. There's over a thousand that are in Division One, Two, II, and Three. Um, you know, institutions of higher education that uh, that make up the NCAA. So it's it's really those those practitioners, presidents, chancellors, athletic directors, other athletic administrators uh, that are really making those decisions. And the NCAA as a as a staff as an organization, they're only 
carrying out the direction that they've been provided by the member institutions. And of course, you know, you all read about the transformation committee. That's what's going on right now, a transformation specifically in uh, in Division One and how we're going to operate because there's such a huge gap. Okay, there's the, uh, the Ohio States with a 200 million plus uh, athletic budget. They they just and they're a profit center. Okay, and then there's the Tennessee Techs, which is a you know a 13 million dollar athletic enterprise, and and we're primarily funded by the university. We make some money on our own, but you know 10 10 or 11 million dollars of that 13 million dollars comes directly from the institution. There's such a wide gap there. That's what the transformation committee is trying to fill it, figure out is, you know, how does this all fit together for, you know, the likes of Division One intercollegiate athletics? That That's a tough task. You know, there's been rules modifications. There's been the student athletes have gained lots of power recently with the Austin case and losing that at the Supreme Court and uh, the ability to profit from their name, image, and likeness. Uh, the transfer portal, the ability to, to, to transfer one time without without penalty and and how that's all going to work. Um, you know, it's always been that, you know, well, I'm going to be loyal to you, you be loyal to me, and, you know, I expect you to come to Tennessee Tech as a freshman and to graduate from Tennessee Tech. And we're actually still held to some of the academic matrix that go along with that, like the federal graduation rate or the graduation success rate or the academic progress rate. But now those student-athletes, if they, if they decide Tennessee Tech is not for them, they can just up and leave. And some of that is good, um, but some of that's also bad because I think that some of the life lessons that we teach – and intercollegiate athletics is not taught in the classroom by the faculty. It's not some of the things you learn on the practice field, you know, but the ability to face adversity, overcome adversity, to, to work hard, to yeah. earn your playing time, uh, all of those different things to, to manage your time well. Um, I'm not sure that uh, we're teaching all that if, if when you face adversity, you just go in the transfer portal. Um, and I think the transfer portal has affected just about every school from an Ohio State or a an Alabama all the way down to schools that are in the OBC or the MAC or some of the other major conferences. It has. It's impacted everybody and you know, but that's uh, that's part of it. And then, you know, that drives a lot of the decision making that we have to make at the uh, at the conference level and um, if uh, folks, if you've tuned into intercollegiate athletics at all in the Ohio Valley Conference, you know that we've undergone a membership transition. We had five member institutions that uh, elected to leave uh, the Ohio Valley Conference, uh, and then we've added three new members. And uh, I know that uh, you know, people say, "Well, uh, the the three new members that are adding, they are they are formidable opponents. They have really good programs. They're already winning games in the Ohio Valley Conference." Yes. Uh, they are as well positioned as Tennessee Tech for intercollegiate athletic success, and uh, uh, but it's been exciting to you know have new colleagues come in and learn about their institutions. And those institutions that have joined us are uh, Little Rock, uh, which is in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, Lindenwood, which is in uh, St. Charles, Missouri, and then Southern Indiana which is in Evansville, Indiana. Which so, is right on the Ohio River, and that, that one makes a lot make, of makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And, that, and that's where we, we uh, play our uh, men's and women's basketball championships uh, in Evansville. And uh, so it's, it's, uh, Southern Indiana is a, really a perfect choice. But all three of those institutions are really excellent academic institutions. They're excellent athletic institutions. They're already winning a lot of games in the Ohio Valley Conference and giving our teams uh, uh, all, all that we, all that we want to handle. And it's um, it's great to see them though um, come in. For them, it's a step up. It's a step into a, a, a nationally recognized conference. It means they're going to be on ESPN in the scrolls yes. each week. There, there's a lot of, of advantages for them. 
um, but it also helps our conference balance and uh, and and bring some new blood in at the same time. It sure does, especially as we celebrate the 75th anniversary of uh, the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, it's a, it's it's uh, it's it's exciting. It's uh, it's nice to have uh, you know some new blood. Uh, we're gonna miss our, our our old foes that have elected to uh, to leave, and uh, we wish them the best. Uh, but uh, but it's nice to have some new blood and some new excitement, and uh, as, and as we celebrate uh, you know the uh, 75th anniversary of the OVC, and another big thing going on this year, it is the 50th anniversary of uh, Title IX, uh, and when that was uh, enacted in 1972. And Tennessee Tech has always been highly committed to, uh, you know, the e- equal opportunity for uh, female and male students to participate in intercollegiate athletics and to earn scholarships to uh, to be on teams. And uh, as we, Bob, you and I go way back when I don't remember what year it was now when we went to uh, New York well, and we met Billy Jean, Billy Jean King, King, and that was an absolute thrill. Wasn't that great? Thrill and but Tech was yeah. recognized for its its uh, its real commitment to. To gender equity, yes, and, and that—that's a tribute to Angelo Volpe and Dave Larimore and uh, Mary Nell Matters, many of the others who were just part of that—that that, uh, groundbreaking work that they did in those days. Yes, yes, abs- absolutely, and uh, but and our ladies have done well. I, we've had some some nationally ranked teams we in have, women's sports. We have. They've done extreme, very, very, very well, and. You know we've had great pockets of success, and I'm excited for basketball season and uh, and uh, see what uh, Kim Roseman and the women's team can do. Uh, I don't know what the predictions are going to be when they come out from uh, OVC Media Day, but I'm guessing they're going to be picked number one or number two, and and men's team will probably be picked middle of the pack because they have a lot of newcomers that we just don't know much about yet. But uh, I encourage people to come on out the uh, Purple Palooza, which is our kind of trick or treat event. Uh, it's a community service event that we do and work with. Uh, the local businesses and our teams, uh, but uh, it's a trick or treat. But it's also a basketball doubleheader that is on Thursday, October twenty seventh. Uh, the doors will open, and trick or treating will begin at four thirty, and the first game will begin at five thirty. It's free admission. Uh, so we encourage folks to come and on it's out. It's a lot of fun for the kids. It is a lot of fun for the kids. So we'll give them sugar, and then you can uh, you can get get them to, you can get them to focus on watching the game and and uh, and, cheer, and cheering the teams on. And this is local matters. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters. We're talking to Mark Wilson, the Director of Intercollegiate Athletics at Tennessee Tech University. And, Mark, we've had a pretty good time talking about uh, the fall programs and and a little bit about what's happening at the NCAA and and in the OVC. But let's talk about, about tech sports for just a bit more. How many different teams and sports does tech participate in and i know we do a lot of intramurals too but let's talk about the ncaa level stuff yeah we have we have 15 sports um we've always heard me say for uh most of the time here uh, that we had 14 but we've just added a beach volleyball uh to our offering and that's to help us stay in compliance with with title nine because uh we are seeing a little higher enrollment for uh, female students at uh at tennessee tech so that helps keep uh, tennessee tech athletics in compliance uh, so i know our volleyball student athletes are really excited for that it's a great opportunity another opportunity to, for them to win a championship and to showcase their talents uh 
you know, to to the fans. Uh, but it's 15 sports. We have about 340 student athletes, and that ebbs and flows a little bit as as the roster may 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 slightly adjust. Uh, so it is a it is an extremely complicated and big enterprise with. Uh, you know, uh, teams uh, tr- you know traveling all over the country uh, to to uh, to compete and uh, and to represent uh, you know Tennessee Tech and uh, in, intercollegiate athletics. Uh, of course, uh, you know the priority for us, Bob, at Tennessee Tech, it's academic success. Um, that was one of the things that uh, when I came to Tennessee Tech, I was so pleased to learn about about Tennessee Tech because that fit who I was uh, as uh, as a person and as uh, what I wanted to be as an athletic director. And we continue to achieve at a very high level. I think we're like 19 straight semesters now with uh, student athlete GPA being above a 3.0. Um, our GSR is extremely high. I think our GSR this year is is going to be just over. Uh, like 92% or something like that. And GSR is graduation success Success rate. rate. So it's the students that complete the degree. That is correct. It's correct. Um, And then uh, our our academic progress rate this year, I think we're going to be just under the the benchmark for us where we like to be is 985, which is basically 98.5%. I mean, 98.5, overall 98.5% of our student-athletes are retained and eligible to compete at Tennessee Tech. And I think we're going to fall just short of that at about a, a 982. Uh, so wow. very, 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 very close. It's still phenomenal. And, and again, I think you need to brought, uh, brag just a little bit more on these student-athletes. Tech's uh, student body is a pretty talented student body, uh, one of the best in the state. And these student-athletes are right up there with them on graduation rate, on grade point average. They're a talented group of academics in addition to their talent on the field. They are. They they major in nursing and engineering and – you know, biology and chemistry and education, just like the general student population. And they, and they go on to be Army generals <laughs> and, and commanders of the International Space Station. CEOs of banks. I mean, they, they, they do it all. They really, they, they do it all. And we can be so proud of, uh, of all that they succeed uh, academically than, than af- in life after Tennessee Tech because we've provided them the academic background to, uh, you know, to be successful. So, yes, it's about academics. It's about graduation. At the same time, we want to win Ohio Valley Conference championships. We want to provide service to the community. You see our student-athletes at, you know, Fall Fun Fest or helping in schools and reading at schools or the Cougar Run or all the different activities that uh, that go on. Habitat for Humanity we like to help out with. Uh, with in cooking on the square, all those things that we like to help with um, and provide community service, and we want to do it in a, fam- in a family atmosphere. And I believe that uh, for the majority of the young men and young women that elect to further their education and their athletic career at Tennessee Tech, we, we do a great job uh, focusing on those four core areas. And they, um, they learn some great leadership experiences, partly through the servant learning or the service learning that they do, but also just leadership through interaction with their teammates, don't they? They certainly do. And, you know, we have formal programs, but a lot of the leadership you, you learn is, is always more informal and, and who you are as a, as a person. But uh, we actually have a specific program that our alum, Dr. Diane Murphy, uh, established for our, for our female leaders. And it's a Leaders for Life program. And we expose all of our female student athletes to, you know, to that. And, 
our, our guest speaker this uh, fall uh, was uh, was a commissioner of the Ohio Valley Conference, Beth the Bush. Uh, Teresa Chastine Dunn uh, was our speaker last spring. So introducing them to powerful, successful women so uh, they can learn things that th- and, and put put little tricks in their repertoire that uh, allow them to be you know strong, professional, successful women when they graduate uh, from Tennessee Tech or even when they're here at Tennessee Tech now. And and it is um, it they just are such great representatives. I mean, they travel all over the country, not just the southeast, and they are in many ways. Uh, I've heard you use this phrase: they they are the front porch of the university. Uh, on the websites, typically it's the athletics thing that's it first. But they're out there every day being ambassadors for the university. They are great ambassadors. Uh, at, at, at the hotel in Cape Girardeau, I had a, a gentleman that came up to me and asked me if I was a coach. And I said, no, sir. And he said, are you with the team? And I'm like, yes, I'm with the team. And he said, I just want you to know that we were talking to some of your student athletes last night. And it was all, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Very respectful. Answered all their questions about Tennessee Tech, about Cookville. Um, so it, it kind of, and the, and, the, and the, those people said, okay, we were just traveling through Cape Girardeau, um, but because we met your young men last night, we're actually going to go to the team, and we're going to find some purple to wear, and we're going to be cheering for your student athletes <laughs> because they were that impressed with them. That's and we great. get we get feedback like that from all the time from bus drivers, yes. people at restaurants, people in hotels. Uh, anybody that interacts with our young men and young women, because uh, we do have we have young men and women that have really high character. I remember when I was president um, coming in from a meeting, um, at like a nine o'clock meeting on a Monday morning, and and um, it might have been ten thirty by then. And uh, one of my folks gave me a note, and it said, "Please call the manager of the Holiday Inn in Cincinnati, Ohio." And I knew we had played in Ohio that weekend, and I worried a little bit about that call. And I, so I called, and they put me right through. And uh, he said, Mr. President, I just want you to know what a great group of kids you have. said, so they were your best ambassadors. And, and if everybody was like them, we'd have a, a wonderful society ahead of us. So it's, it's great to hear that kind of comment uh, about these great Young men and young women. It is. And, uh, you know, Bob, that, but that's not just the student athletes at Tennessee Tech. That's correct. That's all the students at Tennessee Tech. I mean, they, they, they have had, they haven't had easy, some of them have not had easy lives, but they've had good upbringings. And they are really great young men and young women. And uh, I think Cookville and this region of uh, Tennessee is really fortunate to be the home of Tennessee Tech, where they attract young men and young women. Uh, uh, that come to Tennessee Tech because they really are great young men and young women, and uh, you know. So I tip my hat to all the students, not just student athletes, to put all the students on on who they are and how they represent us. And Tech really is a launch pad for the rest of their lives for many of them. And whether it's Barry Wilmore that goes on to space or or um, just someone else, it's a great starting point. For, it it for is a great starting life. point. And I'm excited for the, the first Starliner launch uh, at the recent Board of Trustees meeting. I asked Barry, I said, when is that going to be? And he said, well, right now I'm thinking April. And so I'm excited. So, uh, you know, just uh, you all pay attention when the, the first Starliner launches. Uh, uh, Tennessee Tech's very own, uh, you know, football student athlete, uh, engineering grad, uh, is uh, scheduled to uh, be leading that uh, that expedition. So, uh, he is training for that. There's another football alum that's on the actual command team. 
so uh, um, it's a, that's uh, just a r- r- really a, really a thrill. And I know that one of his launches, or maybe both of his launches, with the space shuttle, you were there, Bob. Yeah, I went to both of them. Yes, and uh, I've flown the space shuttle with him in a simulator. And, of course, he tried to make me crash and just <laughs> laughed about it. He had a great time. But it, it's super to see our alumni go out and literally go all across the world and around the world. Around the in, world. In Barry's, Barry's case. Right. Well, talk a little bit more about some of the challenges you see student-athletes facing today. What They've got a full academic load. They've got a heavy practice load. Uh they they work a full time job and then some don't they 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 do it is and uh, you know I do worry about the mental health of our student athletes there's so much pressure in society to perform at a high level you know academically athletically be perfect in society um, and it's uh so it it is tough it's tough to be a student athlete especially it's tough to be a division one student athlete. Uh, uh, so we try to do things, uh, you know, with the Mental Health Awareness Week has been recently, and you know we've got programming for them to uh, to help them. We recently had a speaker that would uh, that came in uh, to talk talk about, you know, uh, kind of overcoming obstacles and and uh, don't let those uh, you know dictate your path. Um, so we try to provide them the uh, you know some of the additional tools in their tool belt. Uh, to help them overcome that because being a student athlete is very difficult. You think you practice 20 hours a week, you're, you're taking a full course load of 15 credit hours, the amount of studying that goes in to be successful in that and to earn those 3.0 GPAs or higher. Uh, it, it is, and then, and then you travel and travel, travel's a grind. It takes it, it out of you. It does, certainly does. So I really applaud our. Our, our student athletes and I applaud our coaches being dedicated to their academic success and growing them as young men and young women and uh, I think we do a good job of that and there's always improvement that uh, that we can do but overall I think we do a good job and uh, but being a division one it's not all it's made out to be y'all okay it's not it's 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 uh it's not it's not all the the thrill it, it of victory is, it is it's, a challenge yes it is. it is a challenge and we need to applaud those coaches that truly are leadership coaches not just athletic coaches well it has been great to have you on the program again mark and uh, there's just so much we could talk about uh, but tech athletics is in good hands um it's great to see those young men and young women as they uh go out on the field with with smiles on their faces and and then see them uh, go on to great things. So thank you for the leadership you do and all you do to bring great coaches into the tech community. Thank you so much, Bob. Great to be with you today. I look forward to seeing everybody out on games. Of course, if you want information on Tennessee Tech Athletics, uh, log on to ttusports.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of those social media channels. And uh, we'd love to see you at our games cheering on student athletes. We'll see you soon at a game. Thanks, Mark. Wings up.